Chapters 43 and 44 of The Long, Long Trail by Max Brand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 43. She hesitated and then obeyed. It isn't possible, she moaned. He can't be here. Sheriff Caswell stepped through the door, his left arm dangling oddly by his side. To tell you the truth, he said quietly, a couple of times during the ride, it didn't look no ways possible to me either once when we come to the slide and then when you shot my horse he shook his head that wasn't hardly fair play but then i never see a woman that wouldn't shave pretty close to the shady side of things this is how i'm here i went back to the ranch after you drilled my hoss and got another and my second hoss was some piece of deviltry and leather there wasn't no wear out to that hoss but i wore him out anyways he dropped a while back, and I come on by foot, and staged this little surprise party, just when I'd give up my last hope. Jess, I'll trouble you to go over there and cut my friend Norman loose. I see you've been entertaining him a-plenty. Without a word, Drear obeyed. At the touch of his knife, the rope fell apart, and Gus Norman rose. He showed no exultation because of the presence of the sheriff. In fact, he hated the man who had seen him tied and helpless. "'Looks like you're making ropes popular for clothes, Jess,' went on the sheriff. First it's Claney, now it's Norman. "'If you don't mind, I'll give you the same sort of a rig, "'unless you'll give me your parole, partner.' But Drear smiled. "'Of course I'm a goner. "'I've always felt, Caswell, that if you ever got your teeth into me, "'the game would be up. "'And now I suppose it is, but I'll keep trying.' The sheriff sighed. "'All right, Jess, then it's the rope.' which I hate to use em on a man-sized man. Norman, will you oblige me by slipping a couple of nooses around Drear's arms and legs? The other spoke for the first time. Partner, he said viciously, there's one thing that will put him out of trouble. Why not try it and save the rope? He touched his revolver significantly. You do what I say, said the sheriff. I don't need no suggestions. So Gus Norman went ahead sullenly with the work of tying Drear. Presently, the sheriff spoke again. You needn't sink them nooses into the flesh, Norman. Thanks, and Drear nodded. And now, if you'll take the ladies' guns, I'll be real obliged, Norman. Thanks. He added to Mary, you might get careless. I've seen it happen. He sat down, cross-legged on the floor. A great spot of red was growing and spreading around his left shoulder. Now, Norman, just cut away my shirt and make a bandage for this shoulder of mine then ride into Windville and send out a buckboard so we can all go in together. You mean you're going to trust Drear to another jail? He added softly, he's worth just as much dead as he is alive, Sheriff. Listen, murmured Caswell, you're getting me real peeved, Norman. In the first place, I don't like the way you say it. Second place, I don't like the thing you say. Drear is going to stay alive till the judge hands him the rope. Now do what I say. You can be back here in two hours. I'll take care of em in the meantime. And Gus Norman, with a black face, obeyed and drew the bandages which they improvised hastily around the sheriff's shoulders. A moment later he was on his horse and clattering away. So here we are, murmured Jess Drear. Mary, could you do me a terrible big favor? She had been sitting with her head bowed in her hands, trembling. Yes, she murmured. Um, wonder if you'd be any hand at rolling a cigarette. I've done em for the boys often, yes. Pocket of this shirt is where the makin's are. She took out the papers and tobacco. 
and one thing more smile for me mary it was a white caricature of a smile with which she obeyed him she said nothing while she rolled the cigarette placed it between his lips and lighted it he thanked her with a nod are you in a pile of pain sheriff not me jess i'm comfortable well enough besides it's only a couple of hours to wait less than that norman ain't going to town he's got his gang and claney cashed away up at the hills yonder he'll be back with em inside an hour and a half or less but how can they move me without a buckboard i can't sit a saddle with this it ain't you they're worrying about they're thinking about me steady mary yes she whispered and set her teeth the sheriff looked from one to the other with a frown then he shook his head uh, may i ask one thing a thousand caswell and welcome where was you and the girl figuring to head together i don't know said jess drear as though the thought had just come into his head what was we figuring on mary she could not speak but a pitiful ghost of a smile came on her face and went out again as she looked at him there ain't any use of feeling cut up sheriff it was simply the end of my luck the old gun went back on me went back on you jess that was the neatest snapshot i ever seen there i was standing with a gun in my hand and yet you beat me to the shot maybe it looked that but as a matter of fact she hung on the holster and when i got the gun on you at last i had to hurry the shot a hundredth part of a second more i'm sorry to say it caswell and you'd have been dead as a thousand years ago the sheriff moistened his pale lips i kind of half believe you jess but then wasn't it luck for you that my shot hit your own gun instead of hitting you oh, it wouldn't have hit me my gun was two inches away from my side that snapshot of yours was traveling wide caswell when it hit my gun no i figure the luck was with you the sheriff cautiously raised the back of his hand that held the gun and wiped the perspiration from his forehead. He shifted his position a little to one side so that he could look at a more favorable angle on the girl, but as he did so, forgetfully, he threw his weight on his left arm. There was no muscular reaction, of course, but the bones of the arm shoved up against the injured shoulder and strained heavily against the bandage. The sheriff, white with pain, settled suddenly back in the shadow. That hurt you, Caswell? Not a bit, Jess, just a twinge, that's all. But a moment later he knew that he had belied the situation. The strain had loosened the bandage at the same time that it opened the raw wound, and when the pain subsided a little he was aware of something hot running down his side in a steady trickle. He tried to raise his shoulder so that the bandage would press again on the wound and cut off the bleeding. It was no use with a touch of coldness he realized that an hour at least must run before norman returned and in the meantime what might not that steady flow do to him it would render him helpless as a woman as the simile occurred to him he looked at the girl ay more helpless than this girl certainly who had ridden with the daring of more than most men that night drear himself was securely bound but what of the girl how would he disarm her in the same manner jess he said there's one thing i want to ask fire away sheriff replied the outlaw maintaining his unvarying good nature i could a had norman tie the girl you know sure i know it and if i come to a pinch i'd sort of run again nature for me to fight a woman jess i know that you're white through caswell 
well then all i ask is that you won't let the girl help you in no way to escape i'll promise i won't take no help from her don't cried mary valentine suddenly don't say it jess i tell you something's happening and he knows it he knows it the sheriff grinned feebly at her i know it mary valentine but he's promised you tricked it out of him you got something to learn lady answered the sheriff no matter how you get it drear's word is good as gold i'm going fast but mind you jess not a finger of help from the girl what the devil is the matter cried the outlaw what's got into you caswell you look like a ghost look he swayed over and showed a thin pool of crimson beside him his smile was ghastly i bursted her open again jess drear groaned then caswell you fool would you die like this i dunno jess yep i'd put death undertaking you i've got you son and i'll die sooner than let you go loose let's dicker caswell mary here will bandage you up so's you'll be safe there ain't any danger of that bleedin can be stopped you're safe and you let mary cut my ropes the sheriff sighed and then shook his head here i stay he said living or dead and there you stay drear until they come for you chapter forty four a silence fell between them and the bright desperate hopeful eyes of mary valentine went from one to the other she had risen to her feet the head of the sheriff sagged he jerked it straight again with a mighty effort your oath drear he said hoarsely yes i intend to stay by it i'll take no help from her but if you won't make an exchange then mary'll fix you up anyway mary tie up his shoulder again caswell you're going under the sheriff turned his shadowed eyes upon the girl with a last appeal will you do that he asked and let jess die said the girl trade you for him there's no question of a trade broke in drear i'm a goner anyway there's no chance for me to get loose without the use of my hands or my feet and without your help there's no question of an exchange it's only a matter of saving the sheriff if he drops said the girl very white of face then you can try to get away as long as he has his sense and that gun you haven't a ghost of a hope i won't raise a hand for him jess caswell won't you talk to her i've never begged for bread or money said the dauntless sheriff and i won't start now begging for my life then i command you mary do you hear me i command you to give caswell a hand i won't do it jess that's flat ain't you got a drop of mercy in your body girl not for your enemies jess not a drop i'll tell you a thing i never thought to talk about it was caswell that gave me the watch spring that gave me the chance to break away from the jail he saved my life once i got a life that i owe to him he wouldn't let the dogs take me he took his own chance and now he's got me in a fair and square fight the first time any man on earth ever did mary for heaven's sake be a woman go help him you can break my heart jess but you can't budge me with your talk you're more to me than he is it's a question of what's right not one man again another girl i tell you he's always played fair on the trail he's never once used a dirty trick again me no she said faintly i won't raise a hand jess drear groaned for the sheriff the gun falling from his hand lurched suddenly sideways and lay on the floor there was a hoarse cry of satisfaction from mary she ran to jess whipping out and opening her pocket-knife as she came he stopped her with a shout keep off 
if you touch the ropes mary i swear i won't stir after my hands are free i won't stir he has my word mary and my word stays good whether he lives or dies you are mad jess it's your chance our chance together oh jess is your word worth more to you than i am she was on her knees imploring him wet-eyed and the face of jess drear turned gray with pain ay he said slowly at length worth more to me than all the men in the world and all the women i've got myself the name of a murderer and a robber girl what have i got left except my own honour who knows it who gives you credit for it who in the wide world would believe what you're doing now me and god know it said the outlaw quietly she changed her tactics swiftly are you going to give up like a woman jess aren't you going to make one try for your life aren't you going to fight aren't you going to use your own strength even if you won't let me help tear off the old bandage and put a new one on caswell and i shall what if he comes back to life what if he comes out of his faint we'll risk it she obeyed him then with frantic haste first casting one glance through the door and then seeing no sign of horsemen sweeping down the long hillside seconds were worth hours now the old bandage was ripped away under her knife she tore off her own outer skirt and after tearing it to strips and knotting them together she managed to make the bandage strong and firm and the welling of the flow ceased the sheriff still breathed though faintly jess now yourself but he was already at work he had planned it swiftly while she worked over the sheriff had there been a single cutting instrument in the cabin so much as a blunt-edged mud scraper at the door he could have in time frayed the ropes that held him but there was nothing he could use his own knife was in his pocket but how could he reach it without the use of mary's hands if there was no steel to cut the ropes there was at least the fire but how to reach it he had no use of his hands to get out the coals even if the few sticks in the flimsy old stove had not already burned away to ashes he reached his decision at last squirming across the floor he planted his shoulders swung up his legs and with one strong thrust of his feet brought down the old stove in a clattering ruin a faint smoke went up from the fragments he scattered the iron parts still using his bound feet for his hands were tied together before him and the elbows were made fast against his sides the iron was knocked away but now there was not a trace of a coal he swayed to his knees and searched with mary leaning beside him desperately questioning him as to his purpose and getting no answer and then he found it two small swiftly darkening bits of wood coal he blew on them and the red returned yet this alone was not enough he must have fuel with terrible labor he worked across to the sheriff tore open his coat and drew out a packet of letters and loose papers with his teeth then with his prize in his mouth back to the coals over them he piled the papers and then began to blow but it seemed that the contact with the cold paper had completely taken the life from the coals he blew but there was no answering upward trickle of smoke he blew again and now a faint pungent odour came to his nostrils he blessed it with a cry and in a moment the paper blackened curled back and a tongue of flame went up over the papers now he scraped with his feet the remnant of the wood 
the loose ends in turn took the blaze and crackled that done he got again to his knees and held his bound hands over the point of the flame if the ropes had held them further apart it would have been a simple matter to burn the ropes away but the wrists were hardly an inch apart and to ignite the cords he had to sear his own flesh and there was mary valentine on her knees beside him her teeth were set when his teeth set her head turned back in agony when he groaned and a horrible sickening odour of burned flesh rose to them and then the cords caught fire slowly very slowly it was maddening to see them blacken char before they caught the yellow flame but at length they were afire he strained his wrists one cord parted with a faint snap mary valentine cried out hysterically with joy then a voice called from the corner of the cabin drear jess drear they turned the sheriff had regained his senses he sat with his back braced crookedly against the wall an expression of half-drunken determination and agony on his face and the revolver in his hand i've seen you drear and i can't stop you but the law says alive or dead and dead you shall be he raised the gun grinned with effort as he deliberately sighted it and then crumpled again on the floor the last of the cords parted and jess drear shook away the smoking fragments but they're coming jess cried the girl at the door they're coming fast look far off streaming down the hillside he saw the cavalcade but they came leisurely what call was there for hurry first caswell he took the sheriff under his arms he could feel the slow heartbeat as he did it and bore him through the door then he swung into the saddle at the same time that the spreading fire in the shack ran up the wall with a great crackling the smoke and the flame had been a signal to the posse it came now on the dead run he could tell even at a distance of a mile and a half is your horse good for anything a little he was played out but he's tough as leather then right on first i'll drop behind a little and keep him off till they should press us not in a thousand years jess besides the cowards won't dare to press jess drear on an open trail i know em he answered her with a smile how far do you think jess drear to the end of the world i reckon we won't argue the point said mary and they cut up the slope at a sharp gallop and dipped over the rim side by side end of chapters forty three and forty four end of the long long trail by max brand